Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Deuteronomy chapter 7. I felt like the Lord wanted me to deal with this subject tonight. The faithful God. The faithful God. God is faithful. The Lord said to me one time, He said, my faithfulness is one of my most outstanding characteristics. Is my faithfulness. You know, faithful, when, when you talk about faithful, that, that, word, that word faithful, it carries the idea of fostering like a parent. Now, you know, when we think foster parents, we, we think somebody that takes kids that don't have parents and takes care of them. That, of course, that, that, that word has taken on a different meaning, and that's fine, that's beautiful, that's wonderful. But, but think about the level of care that, now, now, there are people that just do it for money, and I understand that. But people that really love children, think about the level of love and commitment it takes to foster a child. You have, right? It's like adopting a child. It, it, right? I, I, I know whereof I speak. You know, you got all your children raised. They're all out of the house. Right? But then the opportunity... Not the responsibility, the opportunity to adopt a child comes along. Right? Amen. You got to be faithful to the child Amen. to make that step. The Bible says that you are God's children and God is your father. And he says, I want you to understand that one of the most outstanding characteristics of my nature is that I will foster you like a parent. And, and one says to foster like a nursing parent. Hallelujah. You know how close a child and a nursing mother are? Closest bond there is in the world. Right? Because that child is dependent upon that mother for their nourishment. Amen? And that bond is there between that mother and that child. And that's why God over and over again, He says, I'm like a nursing mother with you. Hallelujah. We have an inseparable bond. Glory to God. Amen. And, and Deuteronomy 7 and verse 9. Now, if you spent any time listening to us teach on a covenant of healing, we've, went, we've talked about this verse a lot, but I want you to see this. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God, everybody say my God. My God. See, know that the Lord your God, He is God. Notice, the faithful God. Now, now, now grasp that. He's God, uh, the faithful God. The faithful God. That keeps covenant and mercy with them that love Him. We love Him. Say out loud, I love the Lord. Say, hey, Father, I love you. See, he keeps covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments. Notice how long he keeps it to a thousand generations. 
A generation at minimum is what? 40 years. A generation at minimum is 40 years. So God says with every person that loves him and keeps his commandment that we have at a minimum 40,000 year covenant with him. Nobody in here is going to live on this earth 40,000 years. That's why he said my covenant is an eternal covenant. All right, everlasting. He called his covenant an everlasting covenant. Amen. Oh, glory to God. So God is God, number one, aren't you glad? Number two, he's our God. Number three, he is the faithful God. And he keeps covenant. That's what he does. God keeps covenant and mercy to a thousand generations. Now get this. It's God's faithfulness that causes him to keep covenant. It's his attachment to us that causes him to keep covenant. Oh, hallelujah. To a thousand generations. So he talked about faithful carrying the idea to foster as a parent or a nurse. It also means this, to be permanent. To be permanent. So God's saying, whatever I am to you, I'm permanently that. God is love. God is light. God is my healer. God is my provider. He said, I'm permanently that. I cannot change. When he called himself Jehovah, the self-existent eternal God, he said, I'm God by myself. Beside me, there is no other. I don't need anybody else to do for you what I said I would do for you. I just need you to believe me. I am, God is self-contained. Everything God needs to be, God is in God. Amen. He doesn't need any help. He just needs you to believe Him. And He's faithful. He didn't become faithful. He was faithful. He is faithful. And He will be faithful. Amen. That's what Paul said. He said, here's what we believe. That what God did, he will do, and he'll do it again. Amen. So, see, see, somebody that's faithful, you, you, can, you can pretty well ascertain what their response to everything is going to be. Amen. I don't get worked up about anything but the word. Nothing. I get worked up about nothing. Amen. I don't care what it is. My wife knows that about me. If there's challenging situations, she sends me. Because I don't worry about it. Right? Our son was in an accident one time at school. Ran into some girl's car. He's trying to impress her. And the brakes went out on his truck. And he ran into a car. It wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad accident. But they, they called. He called and said, oh, I've been in an accident. And my wife said, it's for you. <laughs> and I said, where are you at? What's going on? Amen. And, and, and I went down there, just, just went down there and looked at it. And, and he was standing over there like the, the cat that had ate the canary, you know, just like he was, right? It's no big deal. We got insurance. You're covered. Don't worry about it. We'll pay for it. Went to the girl's dad, said, we got insurance. We're good. It's okay. He said, I didn't think it was a big deal. I said, I know it wasn't. Here are the two dads. We're cool. We're easy. The kid's are like, oh, my God. We're, no. Now, 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 so they know if there's a challenging situation, if there's a high-pressure situation, they know how I'm going to react. Amen. Right? Amen. So we're faithful. 
God can be, it can be predetermined in your life how God will respond to you. Number one, by the blueprint of His Word, I'm faithful. And I keep covenant, now here you go, and mercy. Everybody say covenant Covenant. and mercy. mercy. Ooh, aren't you glad He keeps mercy? I'm glad He keeps mercy. Amen. So God's saying what I am, I'm permanently that. What I am, I'm permanently that. God never changes his mind. Now, understand what I mean by that. People's rebellion moves them out of what God wants them to do, but God never changes his mind. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. But here's, here's, the, here's what I want you to see. God's promises are sure because of his faithfulness. An unfaithful person's promise means nothing. If they're unfaithful, it means nothing. You cannot ever look back on God and see where he's not been faithful. You look over your life. God's been faithful. Oh, hallelujah. So this is a given. The faithful God keeps covenant. Why does he keep covenant? Because he's faithful. So what he has said, understand this, and we may, understand, we may know this, but what God has said, he's bound to his word. He's eternally connected to his word. He said, my word will never pass away. Because, the, listen, the word is upholding everything. Heaven is kept together by the word. The new city is kept together by the word. The universe is kept together by the word. If the word ever ceases to be, everything that God said ceases to be. Because everything that is, God spoke it into existence with his word. And he says, I'm faithful to my word. That's why the psalmist said, I will praise you in your word. He said, you have exalted your word above all your name." Hallelujah. I've been given the name of Jesus to enforce the word that God gave me. I'm healed according to the word in the name of Jesus. I'm blessed according to the word in the name of Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror according to the word in the name of Jesus. God's faithful. Look look over here at Numbers 23. Whoo, Glory. I knew I'd get to preaching. I don't care. I am what I am. I am what I am. (laughs) Hallelujah. Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Now, now understand, that's a powerful statement. God is not a man that he should lie. So what's that mean? Every man you know is capable of lying. But God's not a man. So he doesn't lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Why should he never have to repent? He'll never break his word. If you never lie, you never have to repent. Hallelujah. Has he said, now think about this, and shall he not do it? 
Has he spoken and will he not make it good? Now think about that. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll go to whatever lengths to make it good. That's why when somebody says God said this, but he didn't do it, they're proving they don't know God. Because God doesn't say things that he doesn't do. God doesn't promise things that he does not make good. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to see this. Behold, I have received commandment to bless. Now, this is important. And he, God, has blessed. Look, and I cannot reverse it. This is Balaam, who's talking to Balak. Balak wants him to curse God's people. And look what the man said. I have received the commandment to bless. And he's blessed. How, how did he bless? He said it. He made a covenant with Abraham and said, Your generations will be blessed after you. Is that right? And God came down in the book of Exodus. Remember what it says that God did? It says he came down in the book of Exodus chapter 2 at the end of chapter 2. And it says he heard the groaning of the children of Israel and they sighed by reason of their bondage. And that God remembered his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and came down to deliver his people. Amen. What was he faithful to? His covenant. He said, I'll bless your generations after you. And now, they're, going, they're headed towards the promised land. Balak is, is concerned, and he wants Balaam to curse these people so he can defeat them. And Balaam says, look, I've received a commandment to bless. And he has blessed them, and I can't reverse it. Amen. See, what God has said cannot be reversed by any outside source. It has to be disobeyed or forsaken by me. God's faithful. God doesn't change. Listen, I've had people say, well, you know, uh, I feel like God is uh, 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 far away from me. God hasn't went anywhere. He's faithful. He's where you left him. He's where you quit walking. He's where you quit believing. Hallelujah. Because he said, I won't leave. Is that what he said? What did he say? I stick closer than a brother. Oh, hallelujah. He's blessed, and I can't reverse it. No one can change God's mind about me because he's faithful to me. God is faithful to me. Say it out loud. Nobody can change God's mind about me. God is faithful to me. Oh, hallelujah. 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 That's one of his most outstanding characteristics. Amen. Everything God says is an eternal word. Now, that's something that we think, well, yeah, but everything God says is an eternal word. The word is a living thing. It becomes a living thing on the mouth of the believer. Everything that God said is an eternal word. Not only does it not change, it never dies. It never quits working. It never quits operating. It never quits functioning. It never quits producing. 
ever how long ago you were saved, that confession that you made, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. That word's still working in your life. That word, is the gen- that word is the regeneration plant that keeps your new reborn spirit operating in the functions of the word of God because it's the power plant. The word is the power plant and it's constantly providing you with the power source to live out that new creation reality. It's an eternal word. And that's why you will never die because you have the word of God on the inside of you. Never changes. Whew. Psalm 119 verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. I try try to declare that over my life most days. And I go to the Lord with this and I say, Lord, your word says that forever your word is settled in heaven. Now, Lord, I settle it on the earth. What your word said is how it is. Because God can't lie. Forever. How long's forever? Forever. Now, we don't have a real good concept of forever because we're such temporal beings. That, that's why when somebody turns 80, we call them old. 80. 80 whole years. Huh. You're an eternal being, and we're calling 80 old. Forever. How long is forever? We say forever. Have you ever tried to grasp the concept of forever? Forever. Eternity. No end. And he says forever, for eternity, your word's settled in heaven. And, and, and when he talks about the word being settled, it's established, it's fixed, it's stationary. Doesn't change. Doesn't move. So what he said, he said. What he said, he said. There's there's no reason to go revise it. God doesn't have to give an updated version. There's no what God said 2.0. What he said, he said. It's fixed. It's stationary. It's established. So that's why he could say all those years ago that you were the healed of the Lord and every day, every minute, every second, every hour of every day, of every week, of every month, of every year, that word is updating itself. When you get up in the morning, that word will have updated itself for the day after tomorrow and end tomorrow and he is still the Lord that heals you because that word is settled. It's established. Amen. He's faithful to that word. Hallelujah. We talked about Exodus 2, 23 through 25, where God remembered his covenant. He was faithful to the children of Israel because of his covenant. That's what he had promised. See, God is faithful to his word and to those he gave his word to. He's faithful to his word and those that he gave his word to. I've talked to people before and, and, and I've told them they would back out on something. And I'd say, but you gave me your word. You, you understand? Unfaithful people think nothing of promising and then reneging. 
oh, well, you know, this came up, and I mean, I meant to, but wait a minute, you broke your word. You didn't do what you said you would do. I'm, I'm using that for an illustration. God doesn't do that. If God, See, when you get to the place that if your word's out there, you're bound to it. You don't have a choice. There's no wiggle room. I said I would be there. I got to be there. I said I would do it. I got to do it. Yeah, but this and that. But you said you you said you would be there, Amen. right? Now, if I have that mindset that if my words out there, that's it. I don't have a choice. Amen. God, effectively, we talk about binding Himself to His Word. If God says it. It's not just something he will do. It's something he's capable of doing and something he's already made provision for. And he won't change his mind. That's why you shouldn't get used to living without because God hadn't changed his mind about what he wants. And, And his word's still out there. And if he said, I'll supply all your need, he will supply all the need. I've got to bind myself to the word like God is bound to the word. God not only cannot fail, God won't fail. God has no intention of failing. God can't fail because he always keeps his word. You only fail when you don't keep your word. When you don't keep your word, you fail. When you don't keep your word, you're untrustworthy. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Pastor, things come up. I understand things come up. But understand, how many... Oh, Lord, I'm not going to get into that. Things come up, but how often do things come up... Let me say this. You know people and I know people, they're constantly going back on what they said. They ain't that many things can come up. Amen. Right? Now that same person, you follow them. You follow that same person. And watch, and watch their, 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 their record of receiving from God will be sporadic. Amen. Because if you won't keep your word, you, 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 have, no, you have no stability. You won't stay with something if you won't stay with your word. What's the Bible say about the man that he loves and is unwilling to do without? The man who will swear to his own hurt and won't change. Amen. He said, I will not alter the thing that's gone out of my mouth. I won't do it. I won't alter it. God said, I won't alter it. Now, here's why I'm saying that. So when you begin to understand the faithfulness of God, it begins to operate in your life. God's faithfulness begins to operate in your life. Because you become like the Word. Well, God's Word is faithful. Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's, 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 why, that's why there's times you just got to get with people and you just, you got to swear to your own hurt. Amen. I'm not going to change. I'm going to do this. Titus chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, a servant of God, 
apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, cannot lie, promised. God who cannot lie, promised. Now, now this is the thing. How do you know you're going to heaven? How, right? God can't lie. And he promised me eternal life. Is that right? Amen. Amen. So it's not a dream. It's, it's not sweet by and by pie in the sky. He promised. And he cannot lie. What if you take that and transpose that over into every area of your life and you go through the word of God and any scripture that you're standing on, anything that you're saying God promised you, put that in there. God promised it and he can't lie. Not won't, can't. Cannot. Cannot lie. Listen, I won't lie. I'm telling you, I won't. I will not lie. Lying is of the devil. Amen. Amen. If, if I make a mistake and I misspeak, I will call you and tell you I misspoke. Because I'm not going to lie. I won't. Not I can't. I won't. I will not lie. It's my choice. God can't. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. God doesn't shade the truth. Why? He's faithful. If you're faithful to me, you won't lie to me. Amen. Amen. If you're faithful to me, you won't shade the truth. You'll just tell the truth. Amen. But what do people think? Who cares? You told the truth. The truth will make you free. Isn't that right? The truth will make you free. God can't lie. God, I, I could close the book right there and we could go home. God can't lie. God cannot lie. That's, that's what makes God faithful. God, that, that when it says God cannot lie, God is without lie. Because God is truth. Hallelujah. Would you expect someone who cannot lie to be faithful to what they said? Would you expect that? That's what I expect. Well, how do you know this is going to happen? God can't lie. Amen. There are believers you know that will insinuate God can. Well, you know, unless it's not his will. Why did he put anything in the Bible that's not his will? I mean, listen, listen to me. I'm going to use a strong word here. Is God, is God so daft that he didn't think I was going to read the word? Right? Did God really think I wasn't going to read 1 Peter 2.24? With his stripes you were healed. Think about that. When does the word really start working for you? When you believe God can't lie. I'm, I'm not talking about believing, putting confidence in the word and never seeing it work for you. Anybody can pair it. What's said about the word? That's right. Yes, sir. The word. That and bless. You got to believe God can't lie. Amen. God can't lie. I'm staking my life on that. 
Every time we take a step of faith in this ministry, we're taking that step of faith based on the fact God cannot lie. And if I know I heard from God, and I know I'm doing what God told me, God can't lie, and it'll turn out just like God said it would turn out. So when someone steps up and says, God said this, or someone says, God said, God declared, then they're saying, I'm speaking for God and God can't lie. Mark it down. We're going to do just what this said because God said it and God can't lie. That, that, that's where your faith begins to be enriched is when you know God can't lie. Oh, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 16. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 16. Men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. No more question about it. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show the heirs of promise, that's us, the immutability, the unchangeableness of His counsel or of His word, confirmed His word, confirmed His promise by an oath, that by two immutable things, His promise and His covenant, in which, in these two things, it was impossible for God to lie. So, one verse tells us God cannot lie, and then the writer of Hebrews tells us it's impossible for God to lie. And he's given us two unchangeable things. Why are they unchangeable? Because God said them. And God said in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 6, I am the Lord, I don't change. Now, now, see, we got to watch this because there, there are people that will admit, you know, what? Well, yeah, God doesn't change. But they'll come up and say, well, what's taking so long? Seems like this isn't coming to pass. They're, they're saying God's not doing what he said he would do. You are on the brink of calling God a liar. And he said, I can't lie. It's impossible for me to lie. Oh, hallelujah. That's why I know everything you're believing for, it's going to get finished. It's going to all come to pass because God can't lie. He's faithful to his word. Every day when you see it better, you need to say, that's right, God can't lie. It's getting better because God can't lie. Boy, I feel better today because God can't lie. Man, my finances are better because God can't lie. My children are more peaceful and and my children are getting better because God can't lie. God can't lie. Every demonstration of God's goodness is evidence to you that God cannot lie. Cannot lie. Cannot lie. Woo. So he did this. He interposed an oath on himself. He guaranteed it with an oath. The 20th century Bible says he bound himself with an oath. The New English Bible says he guaranteed it by an oath. God's so faithful that he bound himself by a covenant. God's so faithful that he raised his right hand and said, I swear to you, this is how it's going to be. And then he wrote it down in a book and gave it to the world. So everybody and their uncle could see that God made a, made a promise. Amen. It's not doing this thing behind the scenes. He didn't do this in the back room with Abraham. He didn't do this in the back room with his people. He said, here, come out here. Come here, right in front of everybody. Come here. I swear to you. And now let me put it down in the book and give it to everybody. All you got to do is open the book and see what God said. 
Amen. God's not afraid of you finding something in the Word that He hadn't done. Because if He said it, He's already done it. He's already done it for somebody. Hadn't done it for me yet. Doesn't matter. He's kept His Word to my neighbor. He'll keep His Word to me. Oh, hallelujah. There are people sitting in here and you know God has healed you and there are people sitting around you that need the same thing in their body. I'm telling you, if God healed your neighbor, God's going to heal you because God can't lie. And what He's done for others, He'll do for me. My Lord. God's so faithful. His word and His oath are irrevocable. What God has said... He has said, and he won't take it back. God never says, oh, wait, 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 hang on, take that back. Didn't mean that. Never has to say that. Hallelujah. Right? Because he never says anything he doesn't mean. Right? That's why I got to be careful not to say anything I don't mean. If you don't believe what you say, you won't believe what God said. Because how you act is how you think everybody acts. Remember when you were in the world, you thought everybody smoked weed. Didn't you? And then people say, well, everybody around me did. Yeah, you're a little group. Everybody didn't. Right? Remember when when you lied? Remember when you were a liar? And you ran around with liars? Because birds of a feather flock together? Fox smells its own hole? You're going to go around where people smell like you smell? Remember, you thought everybody smoked. Everybody did this. <coughs> everybody didn't. And man, you got saved and you thought, whew, there's a whole group of people. Amen. Well, if you don't keep your word, you'll think everybody does that. I had a person tell me one time when I was talking to them about some things in their life. And, you know, they wanted to minister and they wanted to do some things. And I was trying to help them grow. And, and, and they contacted me and they said, well, I, I, I guess I was not aware that your standards are so high. Well, how long have you been coming to my church? And you're not aware how high my standards are. They're as high as I can get them. Amen. Amen. Why? Because if they're that high, we're always reaching for something else. God's standards are high. He said, I have swore by myself and I won't repent. I won't change my mind about this. Amen. That's good news because what he said about you, he won't change his mind about that. God won't repent about that. He said, I will do you good and not evil all of your days. God's not going to change his mind about that. Why well, I know he's going to do me good. Won't take it back. One translation says, Here then are two irrevocable acts. When God swore it was and is, it's impossible for him to lie. Hallelujah. This produces encouragement and strength. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. This produces encouragement and strength. Because you were right there in, uh, in uh, Hebrews 6. And it says, uh, when, you, when you read uh, there Hebrews 6, we read verse 16 through 18. But notice, it says, 
in verse 18, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have uh, fled, fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is before us. One translation, it, it talks about the Amplified Bible says, we have mighty indwelling strength and strong encouragement because we believe in his faithfulness. Hebrews 11, 11 makes this statement concerning Sarah. Through faith also, Sarah herself receives strength. Notice she receives strength. Hebrews 6 says that through believing in God's faithfulness, we have mighty indwelling strength and strong encouragement. She receives strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because of something. She judged him faithful, who had promised, who had promised, who had promised. She judged him faithful, who had promised. I can't tell you over the years how many times I've went to the Lord and said, Lord, I judge you faithful. I judge you faithful to what you promised me. This is what you'll do because you promised me. Amen. You understand? When, when, when you understand, when you, when you understand the relationship that you have in the kingdom, in the kingdom, he's your father. In the kingdom, he's your friend. In the kingdom, you enter boldly into the throne room and you receive what you ask for. He said, put me in remembrance of my word, father, I judge you faithful because you promised me. Amen. That's an end to all strife. That, that ends it. That ends it. That, that puts an end to it. And what begins to happen then is that strength of you believing in his faithfulness starts rising in your life. Starts rising in your, in, your, in your body. It starts rising in your spirit because you judged him faithful. I think, I think, I think that is a powerful promise because Sarah was without strength to conceive seed. Her body wasn't able I think sometimes we look at Abraham and Sarah and we don't see the impossibility of the situation. Abraham was able to father a child at one point, but Sarah was never able to receive seed. She was never able to have a child. Never, 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 never. And now she's in her 90s and they're still believing God. And at 90 years of age, she had a child because she judged God faithful. Amen. The enemy's always coming to talk to you against God's faithfulness. Maybe God won't. Maybe you missed it. Maybe it's not his will. That's an attack against God's faithfulness. Amen. No, nobody talks to me about my friends. Nobody. Amen. We'll have a problem. Me and you will have a problem. Because they're my friends. Amen. They've been faithful to me. They've been there. They've helped me. Th think about that. It's the same way with God. Don't let your mind, don't let the devil, don't let people, don't let religion, don't let the circumstance tell you God won't do what he said. 
God is faithful. And he'll do what he promised. Amen. That, that takes all the wine out of your voice. God's faithful. Nothing to whine about. God's faithful. Well, when's it going to happen? You don't believe God's faithful. Is he faithful to what he promised? Yes. <sighs> Amen. Lily asked me for something the other day. And mon- uh, let me see, Sunday, Sunday. And, and uh, we didn't know I wasn't coming home Sunday. Uh, didn't know till Monday. And so uh, 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 Monday, I was talking, it's Monday, she asked. And, uh, and uh, she asked for these things. Daddy, I want you to get me one of these. So being an obedient servant, <laughs> I ran out. I'm joking a little bit, but I ran out and procured said items. Amen. You know, when I FaceTimed them later, you know, the first things I heard, Daddy, did you get them? I held them up. I got them. I knew you would. I knew you would. I don't just run and get her whatever she wants, but my point is, what would make her say, I knew you would? Faithful. Now, I'm going to close with this. That's why, especially if you're a a husband, a father, we had Saturday, we had the best men's meeting we've had in 25 years. It was phenomenal. It was overwhelming what God did for us. It was beautiful. uh, But I I, I say this, if if you're a husband or a father, there, there comes a time when you just got to get your family together, you're the image of God in that home. It's been proven over and over and over and over and over and over again. Children, boys, girls, they get their idea of who God is by the, the dad in their home. You can't promise things and not do it. You can't say something and then not do what you say. Well, what do I do? If you've done that in the past, you got to go home and you got to get your family together and you have to repent. I repent for not being faithful. Faithfulness is more than not having committing adultery. I got to be faithful in my treatment of my family. I got to be faithful in keeping my word, doing what I say I will do. Showing up when I say I'll show up. If you tell that child I'm going to be somewhere, you be there. Lest both of your arms and legs have been cut off and you might could waddle. But you show up because you promised. You say, why is that so important? Because listen, if you want to see the things of God move in your home at an accelerated pace, the men of God have to stand up and say, I'm going to be faithful to what God told me to do. I'm going to be faithful. Amen. And you pray for your wife. And you pray for your children. And you don't just pray a little prayer. You pray that you'll love your wife like Christ loves the church. That you will nourish and cherish her as Christ nourished and cherished the church. And you'll love her like you love your own self. 
You'll say, thank you, Lord, for my virtuous woman who is far above the price of rubies. I thank you, Father, that many daughters have done excellently, but she has excelled them all. I'm faithful. I'm faithful to pray for you. I'm faithful to seek God for you. And you make those kind of commitments. As husbands and dads, we got to paint ourselves in the corner at some time and not give ourselves an out. Amen. I got to be faithful. I got to do what you said, Lord. I have to see this come to pass in my family. Amen. Hallelujah. It's so important because I'm the image of God in my home. I'm the image of God in my home. Amen. And I haven't been perfect, but I remember the day I told my girls, I said, I repent. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. Because there's been times you've wanted to have a conversation and I've had my mind somewhere else and I haven't paid attention like I should have and, and I've cut you short and I've, I've made what you thought was a, a, a big deal, a, a minor thing and I repent. I'm sorry for that because God never does that. There's nothing I can bring to God that's too small or too large. God never says I'm too busy to hear that or I got something else on my mind. He says whatever it is, you come to me and I will always hear you and I will always listen and I'll I'll always answer you because he's faithful. That's what I want to be is faithful to the things of God, faithful to the word of God, faithful to my family, faithful to my children, faithful to my grandchildren. Amen. There, there are men in here tonight that the, the only image of God that your family's ever going to see is you. The only image of God that your grandchildren are going to see is you. You, you. Listen, about this you have no choice. About this you have no option. God has placed you in that family. God has placed you in those children's lives. You must represent God to them. You must have no choice. We have no choice. Have no choice. Amen. And as you represent God adequately to your family, God begins to move adequately in your family. Whew. Hallelujah. 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 Do you see that? There are little boys and little girls that are coming to our church. Some of them don't have that example at home. There are little boys and little girls that are coming to our church and they don't have that example of a godly man in their house. But they come here and they see you standing in this church and they see you with your hands lifted up and they see you praising God and worshiping God and something begins to change on the inside of them that there are men that love God and there are men that desire a relationship with God and there are men that can be trusted. I'm telling you that God is not a man that he should lie and he's placed in our families men that will not lie and we're going to change a generation we can turn this thing we can flip this thing on its head if we'll just be the men and the husbands and the fathers that God has called us to be and the grandfathers that God has called us to be amen Every time I get with those little grandkids, whether I can say it long or say it short, I get my hands on them. I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you. You're going to do everything God has called you to do. Makes no difference. Makes no difference if the family that they're a part of and your children aren't necessarily doing everything right. That is my offspring. That's the seed of my body. That's blood of my blood and flesh of my flesh. I command you to be blessed and God has commanded it and nobody can reverse it. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. The power that we have of, as men that would be faithful and say, I'm not going to break my word. 
I'm going to do what I promised. I'm going to make it happen. And your family needs to know that, that you'd rather lose your right arm than break your word to them. And if I say it, I mean it. And it can be something as simple as you sitting down with your family and say, if I make a promise, understand dads and husbands don't break their promises. Hallelujah. That's all free. But we can flip it. We can flip it. Let let me close with this. It's 8 o'clock. I went a little over. Let me close with this. You know, we hear all the statistics. People talk about how bad things are. I even hear the church talk about how bad things are. And why are the people doing this? And why are the people doing this? I I need you to see something. You know, we often quote statistics about about, uh, ethnic groups and and different groups. And, and, you know, for years I've heard the statistics, you know, about uh, the African-American community and how how the fatherless rate is so high there. It is 70% right now. 70% of children born in the African-American community will grow up without a father. You want to hear something else? 60% of the Anglo community are without a father. They have nobody to show them the faithfulness of God. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to be faithful to our families and faithful to our children and faithful to what God's asked us to do. Because God's faithful and I'm created in his image. Let's stand up tonight, shall we? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it out loud with me tonight. Every man. Whether whether you have children, you don't, you're married, you're not, whatever it is. Say it out loud with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I commit tonight to be faithful, to be honorable, to keep my word. If I say it, I'll do it. If I promise it, I'll make it good. I won't lie. I won't lie. I won't deceive. I'll do what I say. And I'll be the image of God to my family. And we'll see you move in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I believe God. I'm glad you came to church tonight.